0: Good morning, Illini, and and welcome back for part two of our stress management discussion. Uh, If you have not listened to part one, I really encourage you to hit pause, go back and and look at at the the archive, look where it has been loaded, and check out the first episode that was on Tuesday, and then jump back in here after you listen to that. This is a follow-up. This is a special follow-up to the last episode, so we're going to go ahead and get started. Again, I'm Matt Schrock. I'm the host here, and I'm joined by uh, a number of students and, and one of our professionals at, at McKinley Health Center, so I want to welcome them again. Uh, Kaylee Haney is our mental health case worker here at McKinley. Kaylee, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. And then we have
0: stress management peers. These are students that have uh, that are part of our stress management peer group, and they're here to share uh, their training and their expertise and their experience. Uh, we have Nick Cagle. He's a senior in economics and minor in Spanish. Nick, thanks for being here.
2: Yeah, glad to be back.
0: Uh, Alexis Cronus, a senior in social work. Appreciate you being here, Alexis.
3: Thanks for having me.
0: And our third uh, student is Shweta Govilkar. She's a senior in developmental psychology, and I really appreciate you being here. Thank you. So last time we spoke a lot about identifying stress. Uh, we looked at responses and clues that stress is escalating in our lives. So now we want to move forward because we don't want to just stop there. The information is good, but that's really not where we want to end up at. What we really want to get into is move forward and talk about ways to overcome stress and even use it to our advantage at times. So first, I want to have you share a little about the I- the idea of coping techniques. Uh, and before we get into specific examples, which we will, but just in general, what, what is a coping technique? Uh,
1: so um, what I identify um, as a coping technique is just um, ways to manage um, unpleasant emotions or uh, situations.
0: So with all of these, uh, the ways you're managing um, one of the things that you all talked about, and we kind of mentioned it a little bit last time in the last episode as well, is that there are healthy and unhealthy aspects to coping techniques. But uh, let's, just for a moment, let's go a little bit deeper. What does that mean? Like, uh, how can how can a coping technique be healthy or unhealthy? Just are they not all created equal, or what's going on there?
4: Um, yeah. So I just want to actually go back to you talking about what is a coping technique and all my psych majors, you've probably heard this analogy a thousand times, but bear with me. Um, Self-care or, you know, using that coping technique is kind of like refilling your empty glass. You know, you can't help someone fill their glass or, you know, be able to do all the activities that you have to go through in a day with a glass that's empty. So coping mechanisms or coping techniques are kind of tools that you can use to fill up your glass, to kind of refill your energy, refill your mental well-being, and that kind of thing. So to address your question of kind of The negative versus positive or unhealthy versus um, unhealthy. Basically, these coping techniques can manifest in different ways that affect our um, stress response, either in a more positive way or in a more negative way. So, for example, um, you have things that, like, uh, are traditionally um, positive, like exercise or art or cooking or something like that and those can be seen as like oh wow they're doing something new they're doing something for themselves that's great whereas negative can be something like um binge eating or binge watching netflix or something like that where it can kind of hinder your productivity or hinder your daily activities um that's not to say that you know these these techniques look different for everyone so for example let me ask you um crying would you call that a positive or a negative technique
0: well from uh, if you're asking me yes <laughs> um, it it, I, it depends on the situation right exactly uh, you know, most, <laughs> most of the time uh, as a well I, you know we won't get into to guys and crying and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um but I have kids mm-hmm. um you know and there are times I've had the conversation with my daughter that, right. that you know it's okay to cry yeah. it's okay um there are times where it's very healthy Mm-hmm. It's very necessary, mm-hmm. um, but that actually leads me to my next question.
2: Can I can I interrupt Oh yeah, go like, ahead. Yeah, I really I enjoyed um, hearing you mention the idea that maybe males or boys um, aren't allowed to have emotions because um, in reality they are. Um, I know I have a lot of emo- of emotions and have done my best to try and manage those, um, but I still get a societal like pressure on myself to where. I have to be like a strong, masculine figure, uh, which I think is sometimes unfair to a lot of males. And I just wanted to be the one here in this podcast um, as the male representative to let all the other males know that it is totally okay um, to have stress and have feelings. And please let those out to your friends. If your friends are not being accepting of those, um, I highly suggest maybe looking into other friend groups or maybe talking to them about why it is important because it's really not fair to yourself to put such a burden on something that
0: is always going to be a part of your life Uh, i would second on that um i'm an emotional guy that's who i am (laughs) um but there is and you know and, and to go back and and um give an example of how we talked about last time that stresses are different for different people um for a lot of guys the idea of crying is a stress Right. Um, it just is mm-hmm. you know and there's a lot of people that go well, that's not a, that's not a stress you mm-hmm. just cry mm-hmm. well for some people it really is and, and that that really um, points a, uh, shines a light on the idea that that there are all kinds of things that can cause stress mm-hmm. there are all kinds of things that can cause responses um, as stress and so if, if you are listening and you're like man nobody else deals with this yeah somebody does and uh, well that should be a stress in my life no it's okay stress is in your life is what's in your life um, and so that's why we're here to talk about it. And that's why we're here to talk about these coping techniques mm-hmm. and, and we're here to, to share it. And uh, I appreciate you
2: jumping in on that,
0: Nick, because, um, that is something that, uh, that, uh, I want to, I wanted to ask about as well is that some of these coping techniques, um, you can do on your own, but sometimes you need a little bit of help. Um, so how do you, how do you identify, whether this is something that I can I can handle on my own or I'm at a point where I need some, I can't do this on my own. I need somebody else. Well, how, how do you, how does, what does that even look like?
1: So that's a great question. Um, um and again, like we were talking about er- earlier, everyone experiences stress, um, good, bad. Um, and it just, uh, in the first podcast, just talking about how, you know, it's just the way that you um, respond to it. Um, and you know, also, you know, going back to that whole functioning piece, it's, you know, how it, if it impacts your level of functioning, um, you know, we talked about that the first time too. But um, the, other, the other piece too is, you know, if, you, if you've tried these coping techniques and they're not helping, um, and another thing with the, the coping techniques is, um, and like Shweta said, self-care and, um, and, and, you know, what that looks like and how to uh, facilitate that, which was fantastic. But if you're using those, you know, more than half of the day or you're using that as a um, as a um, excuse to, you know, maybe procrastinate something or something like that, you know, there comes a point where, you know, coping skills only work uh, for so long or for so much or um, per situation to situation. Um, So there are times, you know, where you may need to seek assistance, you know, to get help with um, stress management and, um, you know, and I, I use the word assistance, uh, because when you seek professional help, uh, for this kinds of, um, of situations, the, the professional's not going to take the stress from you. Uh, they're going to help guide you and help, um, help you manage the stress. Um, so that's what, that's how I really, you know, like to approach this is, um you know you play a big part in your stress but help but getting professional help for it they also are going to help guide you in this process so you won't be alone in um and managing that as well
2: yeah and i i feel like part of the reason we try and provide so many options with dealing with stress is because sometimes you are in that situation where it is just yourself we have all together been through uh, a very difficult year during covid and some of us had to stay quarantined for long periods of time and during that we may not have been able to seek friends um, or people outside of our bubble at home Um, and so having these individual um, ways to cope with stress can be very vital and important when we are in such a unique situation.
4: Yeah and more on that to kind of go back to um, the point of like crying or like some of those um, coping mechanisms that are up in the air, it, it really depends on the situation and on the person. And I can't highlight that enough, that self-care, coping mechanisms, they all look different for everyone. And st- just like stress looks different, just like our resiliency levels are different, it all kind of um, is kind of a guessing game until you figure out what works out for you. And once you figure that out, you can really like stick to those. And um, like Haley mentioned, they can help for a long term. They can stick with you for life but it's absolutely okay to ask for help when you need it.
3: Yeah, and you mentioned about when is it kind of okay to rely on others versus sort of just relying on yourself. And I think it's okay to always ask for help if you need it. Um, And if you're worried or nervous about if someone's able to help you or able to deal with your stress with you, just ask, you know, are you in the right mental space um, to help me deal with this? And um, two, something that came to mind was, Many of us in college are in different RSOs or um, you know, fraternities, sor- sororities, and, and those types of situations when things become stressful, I think it's okay to delegate your tasks and say, you know, I really can't handle this right now. Can you help me with this? Or can you even take this over for me? Um, and then hopefully that will start to um, decrease stress.
0: So you guys are kind of, you, you've bumped up against some ideas I want to go into. Um, and, and a lot of it has to do with the, the types of activities, the techniques. Um, we talked about kind of the big umbrella of healthy versus unhealthy, or positive and negative, solo versus assistance, all these types of things. Um, but so if, if you could share from, from your, your trainings, from your experiences, um, things you've learned, things you know, uh, what are the different types? What are some different types? And obviously we won't be able to cover them all, but what are some different types or te- of techniques or activities that someone could utilize to help manage stress
4: um, i'm a big proponent of like deep breathing progressive mo- muscle relaxation meditation that kind of thing and you can actually go on mckinley's website and access those online um, resources as well as through our app and they kind of like guide you through um, you know guided imagery or something like that and i know it can feel a little bit weird at first <laughs> <laughs> i'm totally aware of that but um, I really uh, say, like, give it a chance because you may not know, like, you know, what you're missing out on. And it could actually be a great tool to kind of help ground you. Um, so, yeah.
1: Yeah. And going off of that, too, you know, I, I agree. The first time I did guided imagery, I was like, oh, my, this is a whole different ballgame. <laughs> um, but and again, we also talk about just give it. And like I said, yes, give it a chance. Don't give it one chance. Give it a few chances. Um, because you know especially with guided imagery it's all about your personality and what you like Um, and so make sure to find one that really fits with um, your interests Um, and with that you know like personally like I love um, being outside and being in um, in nature and I absolutely love the nature walk ones Um, they're my favorites Uh, but and it really really does help with um, uh, you know stress and um, just really kind of, like you said, grounding and just coming back to the situation and um, being present in the moment. And I I love those. So yeah, understand it is kind of weird at first, but I absolutely <laughs> love it. And I think you can get great benefit from
3: it. And I'm a huge advocate for self-care and therapy or counseling. Um, so self-care can look different for everyone too, right? So for some, it's um, putting a face mask on, not the ones that we use to protect us from the virus, but, (laughs) you know, um, or getting your nails done. Um, For others, it's just taking the time to watch an episode of your favorite show or to cook your favorite meal, spend time with your friends and family. Um, And then, too, with therapy or counseling, um, I think almost everyone really needs a therapist or a counselor just because we, like... Like we've been saying, we all have stress, and having that one person that you can go to and feel comfortable talking to and um, just venting to is really important to have. I think everyone needs one of those. So um, on campus, we've got the Counseling Center. There are some really great resources there. Um, And then also stress management peers where we're not, therapists, so we can't have that individual one-on-one counseling, but we can provide a listening ear. So
2: plus we are we are the students as well. So if anything, we can relate to you so much just because we are in the exact same situations and it's a lot less awkward than what you might feel going into speaking with an adult or someone who you feel maybe has not or is not specifically living through the same things. Like we are you. <laughs>
0: i do like that you you mentioned that self-care looks different for everybody um for instance i i i'm an I, i'm uh, i'm an extrovert i just am and so one of my places that is self-care for me is a sporting event mm-hmm. going to a sporting event especially a baseball game i never have a bad day in a baseball game at a stadium it's my favorite thing but if you have social anxiety probably not the best choice for you you know and i, I have you know friends who are that way there's like that's the worst idea ever is going to mm-hmm. hang out with a bunch of people um, but for me that's self-care for them it's not and that's okay and trying to figure out um, what that is and how, you know, try things out, be creative in what it may be. You may find something that you really love that you never tried before. Uh, or you may find something that you didn't enjoy at all, and that's okay, too. Um, and, and so that, that's a really important thing. Uh, we, could, we could spend a, a 18 episodes on self-care, really easy, <laughs> uh, and I would love to. Uh, but I, I do also want to bring up um, that one thing that is really important for college students, especially. Um, for any student, high school, college, doesn't matter, is time management. Um, so, in, in your experience, what are some, some tips, some, what are some resources that people can use to try and improve their time management when we're all so busy, especially as students?
3: I think simple things like having an agenda or a planner can be really helpful, whether that's electronically or actually tangible. Um, and some other things, too, I know for me personally, I love social media. It's a really big part of college life. So sometimes that can be distracting for me. And um, there's things that you can have on your tablet or um, computer, different applications that will actually prohibit you from going to different sites when you turn it on. Um, So that can be really beneficial and helpful for time management. Also, um, having people that can kind of keep you in check, your friends, your housemates, and say hey do you want to go study together that can be really helpful for my time t- for my time management uh doing things with other people
2: yeah I think those are all very great ideas and going along with like time management um one thing that I find like helpful is having like a calendar of like my week and planning out almost everything that I will do and this includes more than just like the class I'm going to I'll put in like my hours that I'm getting for sleep, building in time for eating lunch, dinner, breakfast, building in time for my morning routines, for my night routines, my my like, cool down meditations before bed. Um, literally anything you can think of, even the positive things like hanging out with friends, um, having time for like watching a TV show or doing something fun, because all of that is gonna use up time And so all of it is very equally important into your own well-being. And so being able to prioritize what you want in your schedule and then being open to flexibility, to changing that week to week and just seeing how that works. Um, It's a long process, um, but it's definitely well worth it and just very important in managing stress.
4: Yeah, I definitely want to um, add on to that, what Nick said about it being a long process. If you are someone who has never used a planner or schedule in your life and suddenly wake up one day and want to do it, chances are it's not going to stick. Um, So I really encourage you to definitely try it out, but kind of take baby steps. So um, one kind of tip I like to do for my um, more like, you know, type B type people, as I find that they actually enjoy this, is kind of make a list of five things you need to get done today and then roll a die and see which one it lands on and then just complete that one task and you know doing that one task is better do than doing nothing at all so kind of with time management if you've never like really been super disciplined or anything like that take baby steps and one day you will end up in that place that you want to be of like scheduling everything but it definitely is a process so um, don't be scared to try it and like take that first step
1: yeah and a- another piece of that too is um, you know realistic goals right so um, like you said, Shreda, like um, if you're a person that's never used a player before and was like, yes, I'm getting into it. I'm going to do it. And then write a list of like 10 things. Well, let's be honest. Are we going to get to that? Was that really, really realistic um, to have that many tasks and goals on that list? Um, so that's another thing to keep in mind is like making um, tasks that are realistic to your time frame and situation.
2: Yeah. Um, and she's like choose easy goals some too. Like you can have goals like um, shower or brush your teeth. And sometimes just the excitement of knowing, yes, I've checked off one of my goals Mm -hmm. can really motivate you to do maybe those more difficult or tasks that um, maybe you're not looking forward to as much. But yes, like I love how you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I like that you mentioned, you know, students who may never use a planner. One of the things that's unique to a college campus and in time management, things like that, Is that you have students that have come for a a number of students high school was easy it was lined out for you your teachers laid it out what was supposed to happen you were with your parents they had your schedule i mean you had some autonomy you were making some decisions but nothing like you're about to step into when you walk onto a college campus and now suddenly you have a competitive program you have classes that are you're on your own to figure out some things you you have to figure out the syllabus and, and organize you have all these options and suddenly you've never made these decisions before you're trying to figure it out. So if you're a student on this campus and, and, and you don't know where to start, how do those students get in contact with, with stress management peers? How do those con- students, what resources are available through the mental health, through counseling center? How, what's the first step if they don't know where to turn and they just want a little bit of assistance, how do they get in contact with you?
4: Um, I think the best way would be through McKinley's website. So you can go ahead and either request workshops on time management or relaxation. Exercises and that kind of thing. And also follow us on Instagram. We're pretty active on social media. That's um, at smp.uauc. And there's a lot of tips and tricks on how to manage your time, self care, this kind of whole like, what is stress? How do we deal with stress, especially on a college campus? Um, But yeah, that would be the best way to reach out to us and we'd be more than willing to help. And we also have
1: um, a stress management coordinator position. Um, However, we are currently in the process of filling that. So individual appointments at this time um, are not available, but um, hopefully in the really near future uh, we'll be able to offer that to every all the students, and um, that's another great resource here on campus here at McKinley.
0: So if you're if you're listening to this and you're thinking, man, I identify with this. This resonates with me. This is uh, something that that I've been trying to work on, or I've been thinking about, or I've been trying to do, and I'm struggling. uh, Contact us. And you can find the, the, the contact for stress management peers and find the resources for McKinley and these other things in the uh, the description of this episode. And so you can check that out. Um, but, you know, th- this is not the end of the conversation. Uh, we've hit a lot of great topics today. We've hit a lot of great ideas, but there's so much more out there. We can never cover them all in, in a podcast or in a, especially in a couple of episodes. And so we want to continue the conversation. So if, you, if you've heard this and you want to reach out to us, please do so. Uh, we would love to with you we would love to find someone to, uh, some way to have uh, have someone go alongside with you and see what we can help with because it's a lot of great info it's a lot to digest but it's also a lot to be encouraged by so uh, any last thoughts um, from any anyone um, before we wrap this one up
4: um, I just want to say stress management peers is always looking for people if you're interested in helping and making a bigger impact on your campus we recruit at the beginning of the fall and the spring semester so be on the lookout for that and we'd love to have you join us.
3: And even if you um, are interested in joining or if you're in a different RSO, request workshops, like Shweta said, through um, McKinley's website. We would love to come and meet you and help you deal with your
0: stress. Is there an example of something that uh, an event or someone, some uh, something that someone can come to from stress management peers if they're looking for some assistance?
4: Yeah, for sure. To kind of like dip your toes in the whole meditation area. We have um, something called Mindful Mondays which are twice a month, I believe, at either UTL or Granger. So you can come check us out as we lead you through some kind of meditation exercises.
0: You know, that's, that's a lot of, we've had a lot of info here today, uh, a lot of great info, a lot of ideas, a lot of tools, um, but it's a lot to digest, but it's also a lot to be encouraged by. And so if you have questions, if you want to follow up, uh, if you want clarification, you just want to talk to somebody. Uh, you know, the, the, the resources are in the description of this episode. You can check it out. Please connect with us. We'd love to, to continue the conversation and talk to you. Shweta, Nick, Alexis, and Kaylee, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you guys being here.
3: Thank, thank you. For you. Thank you. you.
0: There are few things or experiences that are common to people, no matter what your background, your demographic information is, but stress is one of them. Stress is inevitable, it, but it doesn't have to be a negative. It doesn't have to be a roadblock. If you'd like to follow up with the conversation, like we said, you can get connected through the information below. We'd love to continue with it, but just know that you're not alone and and know that uh, there are others that have experienced what you're dealing with and would love to, to assist with that. As always, thank you for joining us today. You are on a personal journey no matter where you are in it. You are important and you matter. Your health and wellness are important and matter, and we are here to keep you well to excel. So go have a great week, Illini. Let us know how you're doing, and we'll catch you next time on Healthy Illini.